All right. Well, we're going to uh, continue our message. We're talking about symbolisms and uh, the analogies that the word gives uh, that would um, actually depict different aspects and, and uh, uh, qualities of the word of God. Uh, so we know and have heard that uh, uh, in the beginning was the word. Isn't that right? We know this um, from uh, John chapter one. In the beginning was uh, the Word, and the Word was with God, and what? The Word was God. Big G, by the way. And uh, so we, we know that that, that Word um, is the same Word that in the beginning uh, of all things, that, uh, you know, in the beginning, God, that Word is, is Elohim, and we know that it is Elohim Himself, His Word. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so we're, we're looking at and have looked at, and I don't have time today to go back and recap anything, so you'll have to get the, the actual uh, former lessons, which are online and available uh, for you to, to uh, listen to if you'd like to, all right? And uh, so we're going to go jump right into Ephesians. Um, Ephesians, I, I've, I've had this planned out, and, and oftentimes, you know, in our in, uh, finite thinking as, as pastors or leaders or ministers, preachers, those who speak and, and, and share the Word of God, we, we have um, a, an idea when we come to the pulpit of how things are going to go. And uh, when you are a person of the Holy Spirit and believe that He uses you in a way, then He gets to interrupt and do whatever. And so oftentimes it causes the former lesson uh, to go to weeks instead of that lesson. And, uh, and of course, the more I've gotten into this, I was thinking, what in the world were you thinking that you thought you could share on the symbolism in a message? So then, then it's gotten down to this, this um, one today. The symbol that uh, was in my notes for today was, um, uh, was the, the, the sword. Y'all know that one? The sword. And that's what I had was the sword. And I, I looked at that. I read the scripture. And it says, which is, what? The Word of God. So the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And uh, so meditating on that, and then I, I thought, well, there's more to this than just the sword here. And so I began to look, and I realized, this all is symbolism of the Word of God. The whole program is the word of God. And so there is no way I could include this with a bunch of other things in one message, let alone in 30 minutes. So I thought, okay, let me look at this. And I realized you could spend weeks talking about this one thing. In fact, Minister Linda um, Chisholm has been ministering about these uh, things on Wednesdays. You're welcome to look at those online as well, and, uh, because I am only visiting this. Uh, she's been teaching on it a little bit more, and uh, so I uh, encourage you to check that out. Uh, but I decided that I'm going to need help. This is a, an analogy. You know, last uh, week you guys uh, got to experience some of the uh, object lessons that I brought. How many went out and bought bread, by the way, and ate honey and butter on bread. My wife gets home after we ate lunch and I'm, I, I go home, eat, you know, whatever, usually eat, but we ate already, come home, get in the couch and go, poof, go into this semi-light coma. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a Christian one though. It's, you know, it's good. It's good for you. Anyway, so, so, so I get in position. I start smelling uh, toast. And we had just come from lunch. I'm like, honey. She goes, yes. 
Are you eating? Yes. Is that toast? Yes. Finally, she says, after your illustration, I had to have me some toast with butter and honey. <laughs> but it's actually the power of object lessons is what that is. <laughs> and uh, so, so um, praise God. So anyhow, so we're going to talk about um, something today, but I'm going to go ahead and read this passage for the sake of um, at least getting the word out there first, and then we will start building on that and walking through that, okay? Uh, so let's all go to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 10 through 17 in the New Living Translation. And uh, in verse 10, it says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all, everybody say all. all. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Diablo, Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. This devil I mentioned was a bad devil, right? He comes kill, steal, and destroy. And so the wiles would be to do those things. Isn't that right? And he's saying, put on all God's armor. That must mean that it's possible to not have any armor. It's possible to ha have some pieces missing. And I thought, you know what? We've been doing great with these object lessons. Let me um, bring out my soldier. Can you come forward, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Come on up here, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So here we see the various parts of the soldier's gear. And these guys had to be able to wield this. Actually, if you uh, find out the weight of these different things, it was amazing. You could not be a Pee Wee Herman in one of these... And uh, just uh, the, the sword alone uh, was heavy, very heavy. And uh, so thank you for helping me today, uh, brother. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, so we're going to look at each one of these as we go along in uh, this particular passage. All right. So it says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on, listen, verse 13, listen to this. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. So again, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Amen. So we're talking about every piece. It said it twice, put on all the armor, put on every piece. So each of the pieces of armor that Paul uses, realize that this is a spiritual war, a spiritual battle uh, that we cannot fight naturally. So you have to translate these things into spiritual uh, things that help us spiritually because Satan doesn't show up. And wouldn't it be great if he showed up in a red suit with a pointy tail and a pitchfork and said, hi, I'm here to destroy you because you'd be like, you know, shut the door, right? <laughs> but he, he functions in the unseen realm. And so if we're going to battle him, we're going to have to battle him with the unseen realities of God's word. Yeah. 
Y'all with me? And so here, each piece represents um, a, a value, if you will, of something that God's word produces, even though um, we, we see that the word is the sword. It says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I like to think when it starts this passage, it says, put on all of the armor and ends with, for this is the word of God. You could apply it to all of the details of the armor. Y'all with me? Uh, because after all, uh, when we get to the shield of uh, what produces a faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're going to, to just take a little bit of a journey here really quick, and I'm going to have to have my shoulder. I hope your legs are strong, soldier, uh, you know, holding up all that heavy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. So, so then again, so put on every piece of God's armor. Um, and again, why? Why? It said it in the first one. Be strong in the Lord. Put on all the armor of God. Why? So you can stand against the strategies, the schemes, the plots. That means that that, that underworld, the unseen world, is plotting against you. And especially against your vision, your purpose, your vision for yourself, your vision for your family, your vision for your uh, uh, ministry, your job, your career, whatever the case may be, Satan is plotting, uh, he's strategizing against you and your kids and your husband, your wife, he's strategizing against you. He don't like you and we don't care, it doesn't matter, but uh, we do care in the sense that now because he doesn't and he's crazy and he's evil, and he's trying to do those things that you can't just hang out. Praise the Lord. And I've brought um, an illustration of, of a Christian uh, that has been, uh, you know, just hanging out. Here's one. Come on. Come on up here. This is my son, Minister Joe, and he's, he's, he's a Christian. Now, notice that I chose for him to be in uh, this color uh, because he is born again. Amen. Because Paul's talking to Christians, the church of Ephesus, he's speaking to them uh, about doing something, to put on something, and all of it. And so it's possible to be nice and clean and washed, right? And, and to not have on your armor and to be cruising around, uh, you know, without it. And this is, this is a sad scenario because, because this particular guy, he's got it all together. He's got all of his stuff, right? And he's going to be ready when that day comes. And the day's coming. And so when, when I see a brother or sister going through stuff, you know, um, oftentimes I, it makes me just kind of shake myself like, rather than judge them, oh, they must have sinned. <laughs> you just took your armor off, by the way, when you did that. Just saying. Anyhow. So, so, so we, wanna, we want to transfer from just being saved to being a crazy warrior. You know, just like... Wah! I'm ready. <laughs> I talked to you about the guy at the gym. I'm like, hey, how you doing, bro? And he's like, I feel dangerous. I was like, man, this is how we all need to feel. <laughs> I feel dangerous. Praise the Lord. I'm ready for the fight. Reminds me of a, a story that Abraham Lincoln used to tell about this gentleman in his community uh, that had 
a dog, a little tiny dog that would just kick every big dog's behind every time it got in a fight. And so somebody asked him, he said, well, how come your dog wins every fight, even the big dogs? He said, well, I'll tell you, he said, those big dogs uh, win in a fight with my dog. They really don't even realize they're in a fight till halfway through. <laughs> and they don't get angry until halfway through. He said, but my little dog, he stays angry. So we have to be ready, ready, praise the Lord. And we have a joyful life. We live joyful. We live free from, from just anxiety and worry. And so I'm not asking you to worry about the devil. Absolutely not. He is defeated. But it does tell us to be ready on the evil day when he shows up. And we can't be showing up like this to the battlefield. Right? I mean, look clean, look nice, brother. Thank you. Thank you. But anyhow, this is what we want to look like. We want to look like we are ready for something that is about to happen. Amen? And so, so uh, again, so it says, put every piece of God's armor, and we know why, because of Satan. Uh, then, and then it says, uh, standing your ground, the verse 14. So it just stopped, ended with, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm, so you're not moved by him. Then verse 14 says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. The belt of truth. So, so the belt of truth here um, today is represented by this right here. Um, it actually, from my understanding of, of researching the Roman soldiers, the belt actually kind of tied everything together in the, in the uniform, kept it together. And also, uh, you can imagine as you see where the belt of truth is, where that, that, that girdle of truth um, is being shown, this is protecting very important parts. And I know that everybody's thinking, hey, whoa, we're not going there today, are we? Yeah, we are. So it's guarding um, uh, the, the part of you that has to do with reproduction. The fruitfulness of your life, truth is going to have a major part of it. And not only that, but truth is also uh, going to help in the area of, of us getting toxins out of our life. See, again, I know we don't like thinking about these or talking about it in church, but literally uh, the fact that we have healthy restroom experiences is an awesome uh, gift from God. Because you know that when you are done with whatever didn't get needed, it needs to go. Isn't that right? So you're, the, the truth helps to rid us of things that would actually be detrimental for, to have in us. Y'all with me? This morning we, we took communion and we, we talked about some of those dynamics that we don't need unforgiveness in us, right? So the word shows, shines light in areas of our lives and, 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 and we're able to rid ourselves of those things, the truth. And over and over, there's just multiple scriptures that say, thy word is truth. They shall know the truth and it shall make them free. Jesus, uh, we just said that Jesus, we know, is God. He is the word, right? Yes. 
And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so so we know that truth is a, a very vital aspect or symbolism of God's word. It is him himself. And so we know this is the central thing, right? The central thing. And so so uh, so I don't run out of time. I have to move forward. But you could spend a lot of time there, obviously. And so it says again, it says there in uh, verse 14. So stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. This is the New Living Translation, right? Or we know the King James says the breastplate of righteousness. And you think about um, righteousness in, in, in that area, it's, it's actually body armor. It's wrapped around to the back. So, so it's not just the front we're covering. We're, we're making sure that we don't hit, get a back shot. Isn't that right? And so we have this on and it guards the very, very, very vital uh, part of your being, your heart. Isn't that right? And so we're to guard our hearts with all diligence. Isn't that right? And so the analogy of the, the armor, it, it just each detail um, has a, its, its a application uh, to our lives to keep us from the wiles of the devil. And he's constantly trying to tell you, you ain't right. You ain't right. No, I'm not right in and of myself, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ because of Jesus. As far as God's concerned, I am right. He told me I was right. Therefore, I am right. I am righteous. It's coming from the inside. Amen. Amen. And so we we put on this armor. So again, while we're going through, you got to understand that truth um, and and righteousness, these are things we speak out of our mouth. How do you dress yourself in the morning? Well, you have to get out of bed first, right? And then you have to do whatever it is you do, you know, to be clean under whatever you put on. And, And so then... You start putting on your socks, you know, your underwear, all the different things, right? Shirts and pants, and and you do this. This is a thing you do, right? Well, putting on armor is a thing that we need to be doing. Think about it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus himself was made to be sin so that I would be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus has made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I'm putting on the buckles. This thing held on by buckles. Hmm. Praise God. Buckle up. Turn to your neighbor and say, buckle up. Buckle up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, so if you've ever... Um, played any type of sports or anything, then you realize that there is a certain amount of adrenaline depending on the sport. You know, I'm not sure about tennis. But anyway, so, so I'm no, not trying to throw stones. But I'm just saying like football, though. I mean, it, this is a fight. <laughs> Wrestling, this is going to be a fight. And so there was this, uh, whoo, butterflies, 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 you know. Anticipation of uh, the confrontation that you're about to have. And uh, so, so you prepare. I mean, I, it took me a while to turn those butterflies into uh, positive energy where I could utilize it for the other person's demise instead of my own. You're changing uh, that fear into faith. And I would see myself wrestling. I would see myself doing moves. I would see it. And I would wrestle this person over and over again until I got on the mat. And then I would just walk it out. It was like, boom. And so we need to be meditating on these things so that we are ready for the battle because the battle's coming. The battle's coming. And I'm not trying to scare anyone. That's not the reason. 
But if you go into battle like that, you should be scared. (laughs) You can't do nothing like this unless you're a cheerleader. But there is no place for that in the word of God. And I don't recall ever having any cheerleaders at a battle. Anybody? And he's like, oh, what what do you do in the army? Oh, I was a cheerleader. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) sounds dangerous. (laughs) Nope, that we, we are fighting this battle. This is our battle. And initially, look, now when you get saved and you're a brand new Christian, I know for a fact that God carries us during that time. But eventually he puts your feet on the ground and you have been given the task to do your own walking and your own eating and your own doing. And so it is with those who get saved that we eventually have to put our armor on and start using that stuff. Remember Brother Hagin talking about his son, uh, Kenneth Hagin Jr., uh, that there came a time where uh, the Lord told Brother Hagin, no, he has to use his own faith. So we're accountable for what we know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So here we have the breastplate of righteousness, verse 15. And then for shoes, uh, put on the peace that comes from God's, or from the good news. And we know that uh, King James says, uh, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the gospel? The gospel is the word of God. The gospel is Jesus. Again, it keeps coming back to that. It is Jesus. The gospel isn't a cool story about Jesus. The gospel is Jesus. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Praise the Lord. I like walking in peace. How about you guys? Walking in peace. Woohoo! And in this armor, um, the, the shoes, they had nails in the bottom. They were like cleats. They were a weapon. And sometimes we, we think, well, you know, uh, you know this, the, the offensive uh, piece of this equipment is, is just the sword, but that is not true. This could be, of course, offense and defense. Y'all with me? So block and thrust, boom, right? Block, defense, thrust, offense. And, and, and the, the shield, same thing. Block is defense. Uh, cut your head off on, while you're laying on the ground. That sounded really mean, didn't it? I'm just saying, offense. Y'all with me? The shoes help you to get where you need to go. But yet they're also a offensive weapon. When the soldiers come walking through your town, you want to get out of the way. And so, so it is uh, that, that we would see that righteousness, obviously, is uh, a defense uh, truth, uh, defense. Y'all with me? Can you see the analogies that we, we get from this illustration that Paul gave us? And so, so, so we, we want to uh, be able to know these things and walk in the fullness of these things and make sure we have them in their places that they need to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. I'm going to get through this. Oh, man, look at We're short on time. That's okay. We can make it. Praise God. So we have uh, for shoes put on the peace that comes from God, the good news, and that will be fully prepared. So everybody say fully prepared. Fully prepared. Fully prepared is good. Remember, if you're not fully prepared, then you're partially prepared. It's like, it's like man, isn't it cool that though he lost his head, his whole, the rest of his body is intact. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? We don't want that either. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Moving right along. So in verse 16, it says, in addition to all of these, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. Go ahead and hold that up. The shield of faith, wherewith we're able to what? That's right. And so, so the enemy is shooting arrows. Uh, rather than them uh, reaching where, where he would want them to, you've got that shield in the way. Praise the Lord. Ultimately, I want you to understand uh, that the potential uh, to worry about what the devil's doing is, is there if you don't take what I'm saying correctly. Do you understand? Ultimately, awake every day and say, Lord, I trust you with my life. I trust you with, I am trusting you. I'm trusting you, not my own intellect. You know, the scriptures say, did not lean on your own understanding, right? But acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he makes your path straight, right? And so, so we are trusting him ultimately with our lives. Father, I trust you, and I believe that you're able to reveal to me what this means and how I can have all of my armor in its place. I trust you with the whole thing. Glory to God. Dress me today, Lord, as a warrior for your kingdom. So I am prepared and ready. I am not standing here thinking I'm ready when I am not ready. All with me? But definitely don't walk in fear. Don't walk in anxiety. And say, oh, because that's the enemy trying to tell you, you're not enough. You don't have what it takes. When in reality, you have everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. Amen. Y'all with me? Praise God. And so, so we are activating those things, though. We are, we are applying those things to our lives. Amen. And uh, so, so then, then uh, so it says, hold up a shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. In verse 17, it says, put on salvation as your helmet. So here, here the helmet, um, you know, of course, everybody knows that your, your head, your brain is very, very important in the natural arena things. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so having on the helmet, uh, the enemy would try and steal from you uh, the, the realities of God in the sense that why is it the helmet of salvation? Oh, you ain't saved. You're not saved. But if you have your helmet on, it just go. you just hear tink. <laughs> was that, was that, what was that? It was an, another arrow of the enemy trying to discredit you and rob you of being effective and, and being profitable as a, a child of God and ultimately to take your peace because the, 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 the thing about uh, your mind, you know, is, is when you're not walking in peace, you're walking in anxiety and fears and those kind of things, uh, then you're not effective as a believer. And when we come to God, our approach to God is, is confidence that he, he loves me, man. And they that come to God must believe that he is, that's the first part, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? So that's our approach. And so the enemy comes against your mind uh, to have you to feel condemned, to feel unworthy, to feel like you don't measure up, you don't, you don't matter. And we're grateful and thankful for that helmet. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then, of course, the sword of the Spirit, which we started with. The sword of the spirit. Now, there are 
um, different uh, size swords. And the, actually, the one that he has, though it's probably the coolest sword that we have, that one right there, it's more of a Braveheart sword, which um, is ridiculous if you think you're going to fight in close combat with that thing. Um, but they would use those, they're called a two-handed sword, uh, what he has there, as, is they would use them more for training and, and to build their strength of swinging a sword with those. But there were those who took them into battle, and, and they would be more for um, uh, swinging in, in, uh, into people and cutting that way, uh, whereas most of the time they would be more uh, this size, even some very smaller than this for battle. Um, why? Because um, um, when you get in these type of skirmishes, it's really close contact. So you don't have the look, hey, hey, back up. I'm about to swing my big sword. <laughs> and so, so, so most of it was, was blocked and coming up under. And uh, you understand? And uh, they would be prepared. And so, so knowing um, how to use your armor is very important. And we can't always depend on everyone else to protect us, y'all, you know what I'm saying? We're thankful for the rest of our soldiers with us, right? And they aren't necessary, and we need them. And, 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 but you've got to do your part. Do your part. Turn to your neighbor and say, do your part. <laughs> and, and, and I need you to fight for me, and you need me to fight for you. <laughs> Because your turn fighting this group, and there might be somebody coming behind, but I've got your back. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Take that guy out. Woo. I'm ready. I've been trained. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a while. This, this battle belongs to the Lord. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And, in, and God, he commended, you know, uh, Joshua and Caleb because they, they, were, they were like, no, we are able. Giants are our bread. Let's go eat us some giants. And God blessed them as a result. And he called the, the report of the others who said, we are like grasshoppers. I'm like a worm. He called that an evil report. You are not a worm. That's right. Oh, I'm just a little toe in the body of Christ. Listen, get that mentality out of your head because you are mighty through God. And know the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal. They are not this. They are mightier, much mightier. These are illustrations, symbolisms, because in the spirit, you are amazing and you are dangerous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I got this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to trade swords with you and, uh, I'm going to ask you to swing this. You know, this gentleman right here, this is Bo. He actually had uh, been one of the characters at the Excalibur, if you've ever seen the show. Um, he's one of the, those guys. So he, he knows how to flip that thing around and, and uh, be ready, praise God, to, to take somebody out. Look at this guy. Praise God. Give him a big hand. I appreciate him coming up. Amen. <laughs> 